Welcome to the Wellness Hustle Podcast. I'm Kirsty Taylor, your host, a writer, a storyteller, and a wanderer of life. I struggled so much in the past, and it wasn't until I started to focus on myself that I saw true change and really started living my life. This podcast is aimed to help you realize that this whole work hard, play hard mantra bullshit has not been cutting it. We need to focus on what truly matters. Think of this podcast as a tool for finally hustling for yourself. So let's shift our focus from the external to the internal, because in the end, you deserve it. Welcome back, guys. I'm so hyped already. I'm so hyped for this week. You know when just good stuff happens on a Monday and you're just like, yeah, I can take this. I can take this week. That's how I'm feeling already. I'm really stoked. And yeah, I mean, lots of things to update you guys on. I just had a piece come out on Harness Magazine. It's a woman-led publication out in Columbus, Ohio. And they just published a piece that I wrote on the wellness industry and the way that I see things going, having been in the industry for six years. And just my thoughts on it and how I think that we're kind of doing it the wrong way and that people are kind of profiting off of our weaknesses and stuff, but go give it a read. It'll be linked in the show notes. I also just started a new advice newsletter. So the newsletter is kind of where all of my writing is going to be aggregated and you can find it all in there and it'll be just like sent straight to your inbox. But within that, I'm also starting this advice column. So people can write in, any of you guys can write in and you can send me something about your life, something that's going on, a situation that you're not sure how to deal with, or just advice on dating, or anything that's going on in your life. And as long as I feel that I am able to do the topic justice, I will reply and it will be part of the newsletter. And so I just put one out. It was from a reader talking about her experience with being ghosted by a friends with benefits. So it was very interesting, very nuanced, and yeah, go read it. You can find that at kirstytaylor.substack.com. That'll be in the show notes, but it's just S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K. Substack is this really cool platform where you can make newsletters, um, and if you want to later on, you can make them paid newsletters. But I have one for my writing, which is kirstytaylor.substack.com. And then I have one for the wellness hustle, which is just wellnesshustle.substack.com. I realize I kind of talk fast. I need to slow down sometimes. I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. And one time I was trying to read my friend a poem I wrote and she was like, whoa, bro, slow down. That kind of helped me realize that. I talk a little fast sometimes. Maybe it's because I listen to everything in 1.25 or 1.5 uh, times speed on like podcasts and audible. Yeah, I will slow it down for you guys. My bad. Yeah, what else has been going on this week? The Peace and Harness magazine, starting my advice column. I wrote a couple of personal essays that I'm submitting to various publications. We shall see how that goes. And yeah, planning a trip to Costa Rica. That's so exciting. I've never been to Central America. Anyways, yeah, I'm just really excited. I also have my idea for my book, so that's going to get going. I have a lot to do. I have a lot of things I want to get into, but expect it all soon. It'll be good stuff. This week, I had the pleasure of interviewing CEO and founder of Lively, Michelle Cordario Grant. 
She is an amazing woman. I'm so excited I got to talk with her. She was so lovely and had such great wisdom. She has so much experience with the entire process of taking a concept to creating a brand and taking it to customers. It's amazing. She has such great insight on being an entrepreneur. She spent the tenure of her career creating brands and products for some of the world's largest retailers like Federated, VF Corporation, Victoria's Secret, and Thrillist Media Group. While working with Victoria's Secret, Michelle learned that this $13 billion lingerie industry in the U.S. alone was dominated by this one brand with one point of view. So instead, Grant was inspired to create a completely new experience for the category, and it's something that she coins as lingerie, and that's where Lively came in. So Lively was inspired by the belief that women are sexy because of things like being smart, healthy, and confident. They started the conversation with bras and undies that blur the aesthetic lines between lingerie, active, and swim, taking the best elements of high style and ultimate comfort from each category. They're establishing an entirely new category and point of view of lingerie, a movement, like I said, called leisure. Since their launch, they've gone into active bras and swimwear, and they're just more than a product. They're a mindset, and it reminds us that we are empowered, and it enables us to live this life that we love and with people that we love and embrace this loving community. The conversation that we had was just so inspiring. I am so excited for you guys to listen to it. Yeah, let's get into it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, My pleasure. Yeah. So just to get started, I guess, how did you come up with the idea for Lively and how did you get into this field? Sure. Yeah. Um, You know, I was really lucky that I worked for um, some really strong retailers like um, Federated, which owns Bloomingdale's and Macy's, um, Victoria's Secret for the tenure of my career. Um, and really has always have always been really inspired by the impact that brand can have on on humans um, and human emotion and human psyche. Um, and I just felt like there was a void for brands that were actually inspiring women um, to really think about how they felt when they put product on and looked at themselves versus how they felt when they put products on um, and were wondering how their significant others felt. And I think also, you know, marketing in general historically has been about really inspiring women to be um, what the campaigns represent and what those images are um, of models and supermodels and so forth. And, and that often lends yourself to almost feel a little discouraged and um, inadequate. Um, and so I felt like there was a void for a brand whose purpose was to actually bring women together to really inspire human uniqueness um, and really value what we have as human beings, which is individuality. And, um, and start to have women um, really embrace the idea of, of living their lives, not just participating in what they love, but leading. Um, so that, that's where the human impact came in for me, is like, what is this brand um, that can impact women to, to get out there um, and live passionate, fulfilling lives where they're proud to be themselves? Yeah, I love that. Do you have any fears getting into this kind of vertical of your industry, like embracing body positivity? And were there any fears of getting into this kind of work? Um, yeah, I mean, constant still to this day, every day. Um, I think, you know, when you're when you're putting yourself out there and taking your ideas um, and hoping to create a business around them, especially when there's not a business that exists that's like that. Um, it's even more um, terrifying because you yeah. think that if something doesn't exist, well, it probably should if it 
it probably should exist already if there is validity for it, which is actually not true. It's just that um, it takes a lot more muscle, mental muscle, um, to break through and create validity around something new. Um, so for me, yeah, I mean, we started this in 2015, which was much prior to the Me Too movement and, you know, all the amazing dialogues happening today. Um, but I really treated it as a, as a YOLO moment. You know, mm -hmm. I never honestly thought that we would be this successful this quickly. I just wanted to see, like, what could happen if I tried. Right. I mean, you guys stepped in at the perfect time because right now is when people are really trying to like embrace their all shapes and sizes, how they look, their bodies and everything. And you're right. The lingerie companies that exist now don't really do a good job of, of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good, it's a good time to be in the field that you're in. That's really great. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. of course. So then how does it feel going up against really big brands like Fair Secret like how do you handle like the idea of competition and everything yeah I mean I um the way that I think about it and the way I encourage my team to think about it is not to focus on the idea of competition but focus on the idea of collaboration um, because if you just think about the GDP in this world there's so much money to go around that it shouldn't be about you know me or you or one it should be about us Mm -hmm. um, and for me, the more companies that launch and the more successful they are, even in my own industry, the better off we all are because we're opening consumers' minds to choices. Um, right. And there should be more choices, 10 times more choices than there are, especially in my industry, um, where you have $13 billion in transactions happening in the United States alone. Um, I think there's a lot of room for all of us. <laughs> yeah, that's, a good, that's such a good point. Um, I know that for some people, when they want to start their own business and everything, it can be scary and they think of like the big overlooming competition, but you're right. There's so much room for different variations of type of companies. Like yeah. And frankly, like um, what people don't recognize is even those big behemoth companies, they're scared too. You know, they're trying to maintain relevancy. They're trying to maintain market share. Um, so that's why I do believe firmly, like we actually support one another. We're all going to be successful. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. So then how do you how does lively work to help women empowerment and help aside from just having like bras and underwear and lingerie that help that fits all sizes like how else do you guys work to empower women? Sure, yeah. I mean, we we always say we're we're a community first and foremost, a brand second, and product is just part of that brand experience. Um, for what we do, what we feel most passionate about is actually seeing women come together and unlock that internal confidence to get out there. Um, and so what we see is now we have over 70,000 women that have submitted their names to be Lively Ambassadors, um, which means that if they're not only supporting Lively, but we're supporting them. Um, right. And ways in which we support them is, you know, we'll have events around what their personal causes are. It could be mental health awareness. It could be um, you know, education around the BRCA process with, um, with breast cancer, or it could be even just, you know, a DIY class around calligraphy or art. Um, but the point is, is that our sole purpose is to create connectivity um, and unlock like-mindedness. Because when you're surrounded by women um, and people, frankly, that are feeling and thinking the same way as you, you naturally become more courageous and confident in taking, you know, those YOLO steps. Um, so we're really proud to have seen, I mean, within the last three years, at least a dozen companies have launched 
um, female led and I'm surrounded by their products and I'm so happy that I get to try them and support them. But for us, that is, you know, why we exist. Community. That's cool. Is has community played important impact in your life before this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I moved to New York city without one friend on this Island and I've been so fortunate that I've built, um, and have been embraced by a community of friends and, and um, female entrepreneurs and so forth. And I think there's this false perception that New York is this dark, cold, cutthroat city when really it's one of the warmest, um, most supportive, in my opinion, and payback, um, pay it forward, excuse me, communities out there. And so, you know, for me, it's all about um, paying it forward at this point because I've been so fortunate to have such amazing female leaders, both on the corporate and startup side. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So through the work that you've done, how do you feel like women can work to make themselves feel more empowered? Because I feel like it's a very big movement right now, but some women feel kind of stuck in it and not sure what to take like a first step. Do you have any advice for people about that? Yeah, there's like a couple of hacks that I I really encourage. Um, One is, you know, as women, we're often dreamers. um, And so we we live our lives um, a little less um, more conservatively in terms of risk. Um, statistically, women will do things that they're either qualified or more than qualified for versus right. men will do things where they're semi-qualified and maybe not even qualified because they're ready for someone to catch them if they fall. But if women start to embrace this idea um, that there will be people there to catch you if you try, if you climb, um, if you leap, um, that just changing your mindset around that will get you um, pretty far. Additionally, changing the word dream into goals for me has been something that has been very um, successful in how I think, because when you dream about something, it's kind of up there in the clouds. It's, 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 right. it's unreachable, right? Um, but when you have a goal, you naturally start to create steps. And maybe you don't have all the steps towards hitting the goal, but you're, as a human, you start to create many goals to get to that broader goal. Um, so what I think in terms of empowerment is just thinking about it as a mental muscle. Everything that we do is about strengthening that muscle. So we all spend a lot of time, um, more and more in the world around fitness and, and becoming mm-hmm. stronger physically, uh, where we don't spend a lot of time is becoming stronger mentally. Um, right. but if you start to think about all the time you spend at the gym and running and this and that start to treat your brain in that same manner and, and you're going to find how much more capable you are um, just by, like I said, just trying. Um, so I think the best example for me is, you know, I created a company and trust me, I've had so many failures. <laughs> I've made mm-hmm. so many mistakes and I will tell you those first mistakes, they, they stung and it was like getting shot in the heart. Um, and it took me a lot longer to get up and dust myself off. But as I got more and more um, failures under my belt, I got up faster, I got up stronger. And while those, those failures were even bigger in terms of what I lost, um, they didn't affect me mentally as hard. Right. Because you're more prepared. I feel like you, I mean, if you're scared of failure and you have try to avoid it, of course, yeah. it's going to be very scary the whole time, but you're going to fail. And the more that you fail or <laughs> work towards your goals, the more desensitized, I guess is the word, that you become totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. So on the opposite side of failure, what has been a really surprising aspect that you've had of creating lively and starting your own company in a good sense? 
Yeah. Um, you know, how many people will come out and support you? You know, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, our viewpoint was not that, you know, Michelle was going to create a company or Team Lively was going to create a company. It was, we're going to create this company with others first, mm-hmm. being a part of it. And I think I was just really surprised by how many people were willing to, to be a part of it, to be yeah. a part of Brand X. Um, in the beginning, and even to this day, how many people just support us, right? Um, without, they're not, they're not getting paid, they're not getting anything except the association of what we stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that is just like a really beautiful thing in terms of what the world of digital and social has created, is this amazing opportunity for the world to surround you faster, quicker, and stronger, um, if you have something really meaningful and authentic, um, and honestly, like if you're if you're coming at it with like truth and honesty, that people will really gravitate around um, around that. Yeah, that's such a good point. So, what's like a good first tip if someone has an idea and they want to pursue it, they want to start a company? What would you say is the best tip to like just getting that first step going? Yeah. So for me, step one is like getting out of your own mind and making sure there's other people that, that believe that that's true and needed. Right. Um, and so for me, it's like, okay, if you're, if you're selling something, you need, you need people to buy it. Right. Um, so do people want to buy the product? How do they want to buy it? And how do they want to be communicated on it? You could do something as simple as just a Google survey um, and use what I use, which is the rule of two degrees of separation, because your friends and family will not tell you the truth. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Awesome it is, or they're going to be afraid that you're going to fail, and they're going to tell you how terrible it is mm-hmm. because they love you and they don't want to expose you to that failure. Right. So you need to like leap over them um, and create a maybe a Google survey or some mechanism to get truth um, from the world. And so for me, it was like, okay, tell your friends to send this to all their coworkers. Tell your family to send this to their neighbors and et cetera. They have no idea who you are and they're going to give you honesty in a survey um, or results. And and you don't honestly, you don't need that many, you know, you could get 20, 50, a hundred, but you're going to start to see trend lines around how people feel about your, your thesis and your idea. Right. Oh, that's such a good idea. It's like market research kind of in like your world that you already have. Is that what you did with Lively? Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we had we went a step further where we had in-person focus groups because we were okay. so passionate about this um, that we would just have um, you know we would take down Airbnbs and have twelve women of different um, genres come together and trust me they were they were really nice but they were also brutal. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I guess that's needed. Yeah, yeah, you just need that before you're investing like hard earned money or other people's hard earned money. You want to make sure there's validity. Um, And it's not even just that the product is right. It's also how you're going to communicate that product. um, Right. Equally is important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I guess I've actually had uh, several other people say that like market research is the best way to go if you're ever like scared to really get going. Yeah. Yeah, the validity and everything, just making sure yeah. that people want them. Yeah. Have you ever encountered any any big setbacks to trying to get into like a more body positivity realm? Yeah. You know, I think um, when you decide to go into the world of, of really supporting a cause or a, or a movement or a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, obviously ours is around inclusivity. 
the expectation is that um, out the gate that you can be inclusive to all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, that's, for me, I think that when you are providing an inclusive product that you have to make sure the product really stands up to what you're, what you're offering. Um, right. So for us, you know, like we offered, for example, size 32A through 38 double D. And we knew, we knew that wasn't enough, but that's what we could do responsibly out the gate. And then the next year we added triple D's and now we're really proud to offer through 44 triple D. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people that were like, but you need to offer more sizes and more sizes. And we're like, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Um, and we will do it when we can do it responsibly. Yeah. Responsibly scaling. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I remember, I don't know how many years it was ago, two, three, four years that I found out about Lively and it just make made such a difference in the sense of like, cause I'm, I'm much more of a, like a curvaceous person. And obviously like when I see the ads for certain lingerie brands, like I don't look like them <laughs> and there's a lot of pressure to try it. Like I felt like always pressured to feel like I had to look like them. So weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. I won't get too much into that, but just having brands that depict people of all sizes and people that look like you, it's just a breath of fresh air right now. In these oh, good. I mean, it's important because how we feel about ourselves really um, channels how we conduct ourselves in the world. Mm-hmm. And so like when you feel good about yourself, you feel more confident and you make better decisions and you try things that you normally wouldn't try if you're not feeling your best. Right. Um, so while like fashion and, and, um, and even, you know, what we, when we are a product oriented company, it sounds really fluffy in the world, but we actually do really impact humans in such a strong way because we're yeah. impacting how they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I don't take lightly, you know, I've had two children and are my, you know, parts of my body as tight as they were when I was in my twenties. No, but I actually yeah. feel better about myself, um, as a curvier person because what I've created two human beings, um, and two, you know, the way that my body has changed, has changed with me as a human and, and with my psyche and with everything that I believe in and that I don't need to, um, be anything than, other than what this path has brought me towards. And, and that's how I look today. And while, yeah, I definitely work out and I eat healthy and I do all those different things. I never feel bad for the way that my body sits in a given moment of time. Yeah, that's beautiful. Exactly. And you actually, you said something earlier in the interview that I was like, whoa. And it was that women are wearing products and stuff, not because they're trying to impress other people or their boyfriends or their significant other, but because they want to feel good about, they want to feel good in what they're wearing and about themselves. And I was just like, oh, when you said that, I was like, ah, because I mean, laundry and stuff, it's usually very, it's very focused and impress other people, look sexy for other people. But what if I just want to look good and sexy for myself? Totally. Yeah. Like why, where is that moment in the morning when you put on your first layer? It's usually like bra, undie, and then outfit, right? And then you right. look at yourself, you're like, do I look good? But why is it in bra, undie, look at yourself? I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. I love that so much. Okay. There's several questions that I ask everyone that come up, comes onto my podcast. One I just started and decided that I wanted to add, and it's um, what book has impacted you most? with 
whether it be your job or your personal life, like what book has shaped your life the most? Hmm. Oh, not the most, one of the books. <laughs> one of the books, one of the books. And it's a cliche book a little bit in startup, but uh, I'm not um, embarrassed to share, which is the blue ocean strategy. Um, and I, I keep it on my desk. Okay. Oh, there you go. Um, so it, it's a book that really talks about how people have created um, new, new opportunities within very, um, traditional category. So like an example is in the wine world, right? Wine used to be something that was very intimidating and untouchable. And so people would naturally gravitate towards beer because they don't know anything about wine until the brand Yellowtail came out. So Yellowtail all of a sudden like broke the stigma. Um, college students, people of all types and economic um, household incomes were like, I can participate in wine now, right? Yeah. It shows like how there's this like blue ocean of, of opportunity out there. If you just start to think about categories differently um it, it's a beautifully it's, it's an easy read I'm not you know I'm, I'm, I'm very honest with people where I don't read a lot I consume articles and I listen to podcasts right constantly my, my book game is a little lower than most but but that's one that's really stuck with me yeah oh very cool I'm gonna check that one out I've never heard of that yeah, yeah. and so then what advice would you give your younger self Oh, sure. Um, I think I would say uh, it took me a while to, to realize this in life, which is um, there is no real path for anyone. Uh, you know, I feel like there there's this um, false perception that it's like, OK, you you go to high school then maybe you go to college. And after that, then you go to this job and you sit in that job and follow all the progressions that that career has for you. Um, but to me, that's just not living to your fullest, like always constantly challenging yourself to say, like, is this, is this what my next step is supposed to be? And am I feeling the most fulfilled in this seat that I'm in today? And it doesn't mean to rush through different areas. It just means to always challenge yourself to say, um, what's next? Um, yes. Because, <laughs> yeah, I just think that... Um, we, we often settle because <laughs> mm -hmm. we think that that's what you're supposed to do. Um, and I think, again, I, I, social media has a lot of cons um, in terms of how it impacts humans, but it also has a lot of pros and that's demonstrating choices and how people are living um, a little differently. So Completely. I completely agree. There's, yeah, the idea that there's a set path is a little bit ridiculous, I guess, but also it's just like, I don't think my life's meant to live just like one singular path. And that's what's exciting. There's different opportunities. You started this company after working at other companies. So yeah. the excitement in life. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I interviewed someone recently um, for the Lively podcast, Eden um, Grinspan, and she was like, you know, I don't, which a lot of people fear the unknown and mm -hmm. like fear doing something they've never done before she's the opposite she's like I'm almost more fearful of not doing it like what if I don't do it um which I think is really cool so that's yeah. something I would tell my younger self like don't fear the unknown fear the not knowing <laughs> yeah you don't want to like wake up when you're like 90 and be like oh I wish I'd done this 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 and this yeah, yeah exactly you can recover quick <laughs> right that's so good. And then the last question is, so the wellness hustle is all about refocusing the hustle to not being like success, fame, all this, but being internal and working on yourself and working on still your passions and your goals, but things that really light, like light your soul on fire. So my question for you is, what do you hustle for? Oh, geez. Um, that's such a great question. Um, I hustle for 
not just moments of happiness, but like this idea of what fulfillment means to me. Um, and so I feel that I'm very blessed in that I, I fell in love with the right person. Like my husband just gets more and more handsome every day. Um, oh. But more importantly, he makes me feel um, better about myself every day, which I think is, is really important. Um, and so I don't ever take that for granted. My children and my time with my children as they're growing, like that is a beautiful thing. And those moments you can't buy back. Um, right. so for me, like I'm, I'm learning about the value of, of human connection versus material um, things. Um, and that I'm realizing is where my fulfillment lies. It's really in, um, in those beautiful moments. And so I don't discredit them. What I've learned to do now is every morning, I try to spend a little bit of time with myself, just 20 minutes to show gratitude and think about like, what is the beauty that I'm surrounded by? Yeah. Um, and then, and then try and continue to um to nourish that and of course that means working hard so that I can do great things with my family like mm -hmm. financial income to do all of those things mm -hmm. um but just not letting all of that stuff pass me by because at exactly. the end of the day that's what makes me fulfilled yeah yeah I love that not letting the little the little moments day to day pass you by that bring you true joy yeah that's great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Do you want to just give everyone some information on how they can follow Lively and everything? Sure. Yeah. So you can learn um, about us on, on social at, at where lively. Um, and our website is www.wherelively.com. Um, and you know, we're always so happy for people that support us like you with really great form. So we just want to say congrats to you. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Hustle podcast. If you want to, you can follow along with me on Instagram. My handle is at wanderwithkirstie, W-A-N-D-E-R with K-I-R-S-T-I-E. Shoot me a DM. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you didn't like. Let me know what you want to hear. It's better than just you listening to my voice all the time. I do want to actually get to know and talk with you guys. Also, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please, please leave me a review. I want to hear what you think, and it really helps other people that want to find my podcast be able to search for it. So until next week, guys, remember, keep choosing yourself. Keep hustling for yourself, because in the end, you really do deserve it.